Seatings and gravitations, faithful listeners. Hello and welcome to episode 112. What the hell was that? I've used that a couple of times before. I just, yeah, you could look on my face if you could see it was... There's the SMH action going already. Completely without price, you could say. I think SMFH. So, uh... The uh, we've had the abortions that is AFLX and AFLW wrapping up. The real AFL's about to start. Yeah, and no, but the real question about that is just AFL why? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're four days, five days out from the start of the new season. Ma- yeah. I've managed to uh, reset the uh, Cantorian tipping competition mainly just because I know that I'm the defending champion so I, it was mainly just so I could yeah, send an email going hey by the way I won this shit last year haven't even looked at fantasy or, or anything else to do with that yet yeah. I'm not looking forward to having oh, it this week come on, come on man I'm looking forward to getting into another grand final and losing it yeah it's, it's the gift that keeps giving <laughs> once yeah. a season Yes. Just like Sam Stowe's are losing in the Australian sure. Open. That's right. <laughs> Although the uh, the bridesmaids picture that a certain fellow podcaster sent across to me caused quite a ruckus <laughs> in my office. Well, I think I'll have to post there that was on few, Twitter for this, was a, this episode. No, do not do that. <laughs> yeah. There was a few whiskey tango foxtrot moments in the office. Particularly when my boss walked past and was trying to work out what the hell was going on. Oh, it's just from Dan. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know not to ask any questions then. So uh, we, we do things a little bit differently here. We're actually going to try something. We have the Magic Cup, courtesy of... Um, Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, courtesy of a 2005 trip to, uh, to the United States. And what we, what we have in here is a question for every team in the league. And uh, we'll take in turns to draw one out. Ask the question of the opposing person. The opposing person needs to give as quick and concise an answer as possible. So in Dad's case, that's five minutes. Was that, was that inconcise that you just said? No, and concise. Oh. But in, Damn. So in Dad's case, as we said in Dad's case, that'll be about yeah. five minutes worth. Yeah. Uh, and then the other person who asks the question has yeah. a minute to give their opinion. Rebuttal. So, rebuttal, yes. Respect for the uh, legwork here. This is uh, so, a nice touch. Certainly more than I've ever done. So, um, right, Just the, remind me, who are the 18 teams again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I think we'll get a level of input from Dan that's slightly more insightful than any NBA preview oh, stuff exactly. that we ever do. Yeah. To which, well, other uh, than my uh, preview of Miami, my prediction that Miami hate would win the whole thing like a few years back... <laughs> Followed by the sheepish question, are Miami in the playoffs this year? <laughs> really advertising the uh, breadth of my NBA knowledge there. So, all right, would you, uh, would you like yeah, me to pick first? You or can you... pick, it, you can pick right, out of the cup first. So, name the team and then Random. the question. All right. Ah, oh, this... You've got to be careful. All right. We've got the West Coast Eagles. I swear oh. to God, this is not real. We needed like a video podcast for that just to prove that. Yeah, so here we go. The gentlest of gentle curveballs over the middle of the plate here. How far, far will the Eagles slide this year? And to give uh, some interesting context to this, uh, for some unknown reason, the fact that the 18 captains all got together and uh, previewed the season coming up, you can tell it's a slow news week in the AFL because there was about five minutes of reporting on it on both Channel 7 and ABC News and then articles on it in the West the following day when in fact I think the appropriate response would be 
who the fuck cares what the 18 captains think? Like, most of them are mm. half-wits anyway. Joel Selwood looking in your direction. But the big one from there was that only three captains tipped the Eagles to even make the finals, despite them actually... Oh, was it four, was it? Yeah. Despite them actually winning a final last year. And um, on the AFL page today, they had all of the um, writers give their predictions for the year and not a single one yeah, tipped the Eagles <laughs> to make the finals. But, but that's the AFL website journalist. It doesn't, like, doesn't Damien Barrett... Oh, that other... Okay. Anyway, anyway, you're, so how far will they slide? You're, you're, you've, you've deviated <laughs> off. off. Uh, let me just close yeah. by saying that we have more journalistic integrity than 90% of the writers for the AFL website. And that's probably oh, being generous to the website. And let's not even get started on sliding doors. <laughs> that's not just if and then statements. There's more to it than that. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Alright, yeah. anyway. All right. How far will WCE slide down the ladder this year? I think it's fair to say that they are the the real wild card this year. I actually think that the two West Australian teams are the real wild cards. Could finish fifth, could finish fifteenth. Um, I think fifteenth be... sounds a little low for West Coast. But... Oh, I don't think so. Um, I could see them in and around the eight. the The issue that the Eagles obviously have is is that they're they're going to be very dependent on a on a few players who are becoming either a bit more brittle or are incredibly unproven at the at the next level. Mm. Uh, my biggest concern for the Eagles, funnily enough, is I don't know where the goals are going to come from. Yeah, uh, and I think the other, the real unknown, and it's for both those teams, because when I was doing my tips this year, um, this week, you know, looking at the first game of the season, I saw West Coast versus Sydney, and I saw that the Eagles were paying three bucks, and I was like, wow, that's... That's a re- you would never see odds that high for the Eagles at Subi Oval, but that's the great unknown is that we just don't know how they're going to go playing at Perth Stadium. Mm. Well, I think the yep. the fact is that their record on grounds shaped like Subi Oval is fantastic. Their right. record on grounds shaped like Perth Stadium is abysmal. Unknown. <laughs> so, well, no, no, but the, like the it's more shaped like the MCG than it is, yeah. uh, you know, it's Subi still, or Adelaide it's still, Oval. It's so. still unique. I think it's, it's it's still longer and shorter, but it mm. takes the characteristics a bit more so. But yeah, look, I think that, and I mean, look, the scary thing for for Eagles supporters is we've traded away our first round pick mm. this year, so we could be giving up a top ten pick. Um, look, I, I've I've had a bit of a think about this. I think that they'll, they'll probably get somewhere between 9 and 12 wins this year. Now, where that puts them, they, they, that could see them sneak into the 8. That could see them 12th or 13th. Mm. Um, my, my thinking is, is you, invariably, two teams drop out of the 8 every year. They're the most obvious candidate to, to slide. So I would, my, my gut feel is they will miss the 8 this year. Mm. I think for both of our teams, actually, round one is a really interesting game. I think you'll find out a lot from Hawthorne versus Collingwood, and I think you'll find out a lot from West Coast versus Sydney. Okay. Here we go. Please not Gold Coast. Please not Gold Coast. (laughs) Gold Coast! Are you serious? I kid you not. Oh, what the... They're never going to believe that this wasn't rigged, mate. What the hell? That's insane. I gotta go. Sorry, I gotta go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I know someone that can help you with that. Um, <laughs> will Tom Lynch sign with Gold Coast again? He shouldn't. 
but I think he will. I think the... Um, I think the, the AFL will the, throw... Uh, yeah, exactly. The fact is, uh, you know, he'll, he'll probably get 80% of the team's salary cap. The fact that Mark Evans has been parachuted into that role is not lost on me. Um, there's a lot of AFL justification of that team going on, especially when the Apple Isles still remain without a team in the competition. Um, and I think there's... You know, I think... for. He's, he's still a very young man and he will just see how much money, responsibility, perks, all the shebang-bang that they'll be throwing at him and that'll be enough to, uh, to win him over. Because let's face it, without him now, I mean, I believe during one of the um, pre-season promos that Timbo and I were watching the other day, which was Gold Coast versus Geelong and of course the obvious talking point before yeah. the match would have been Gaz going, they were actually referred to as the gasless sons. <laughs> and that kind of sums it up right now. I mean, if they don't have Tom Lynch, then basically the whole thing collapses in on itself like a neutron star, I think. Con- so, <laughs> controversial statement number one. I don't think he will. I think he might already be stitched up. Ooh. Jeez. Um, setting me up. Gut feel. Like a fool no, here. gut feel. <laughs> The fact that Collingwood are playing Darcy Moore in defence is a bit of a red flag for me. There we go. <laughs> and Tom Lynch growing up was a Collingwood supporter. Ah. Uh, yeah, see, this is all the kind of background two, knowledge that two I plus, have. Two plus, <laughs> two plus two. I think, I mean, the point being, I think that the AFL would want him to stay there, but whether he chooses to or not is a whole other matter. Mm. I think Collingwood will come after him and come after him hard and... My expectation is is that they'll they'll get their man. Well, I think a better question for Gold Coast is when is the franchise just finally going to fold and move to Tasmania? That's the real question. Mm. I don't think you can call them the Suns if they go to Tasmania. <laughs> well, yeah, just ironically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm not going to guess what this is going to be this time because so far it's been ridiculous. Ah, oh, here we go from Gary Ablett's old club to his new one uh, Geelong the 2006 West Coast Eagles awesome midfield question marks elsewhere oh please god don't let that be the case I don't want to see Joel Selwood holding a premiership cup in nine months time six months time I should say I think that might be the 2005 West Coast Eagles I would love to see him lose a grand final by four points four points sorry yeah. that would be excellent yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, look, who who gets the goals? I I think Dangerfield basically has to play forward for them. Mm. I can't see how else they're going to continuously be able to kick a winning score. No, no love for the Tomahawk. Well, <laughs> he's a middling. It's all right. You can say no unless he happens to be playing on number twenty-five from Hawthorne. Right. He's, he's very a, overrated. He's a bit overrated. Or, or he's, if he's playing a grand final where I mean, the well, J-Pod's just gone off injured. I mean, he's good for 40 to 50 goals, but that's about it. Like, he's not... He's not, he's not the big... He's not going to carry his head to a flag. He's not the world-beating forward that everybody makes him out to be. Put it that way. Yeah. I think Schoenmaker's had a huge part in him forging that reputation. And, as I, yeah, as I say, when uh, Leon Davis, medalist, <laughs> J-Pod, went off injured and somehow... Yeah, Tomahawk became... I think they actually brought in the hypnotists 
from uh, office space, raised him from the dead and brought him in to convince Tom Hawkins that he was Wayne Carey at halftime during that match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Tom Hawkins, it's, it's funny, you think of Tom Hawkins, you think of Tom Boyd, is arguably the two best games that they've played in their lives for grand finals yeah. when their teams really needed them the most. Yeah, so at least they've uh, timed their peaks to perfection. That's right. Yeah. To the uh, to the Shane Ellen school of footballers, oh, to which Dan says, "I don't, I don't think." <laughs> no, I don't. I, do, I do remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> from out, you... from out of nowhere, the yeah. RKO of footballers, basically. Yeah, I think, he had, I think from memory he had thirteen goals for his career and he kicked five <laughs> in a grand final. Good ratio. Okay. Yeah. This is this is going to get bad the, for me now. The uh, the eddies, <laughs> the Collingwood eddies. If Collingwood missed the eight this year, who's coaching them in 2019? Nathan Buckley. There's, there's no doubt. If they were going to sack him, they would have sacked him by now. The fact is, as Trevor Marmalade once said, if Eddie Maguire got home and find, found Nathan Buckley in bed with his wife, the tough decision for him would be, which side of the bed do I get in on? <laughs> like, the, the, he... If Eddie... If Eddie gets sacked as president, then maybe someone else. But while Eddie is at the helm, Nathan Buckley will also remain there. Well, Eddie's here for another three years, so... Yeah, well, it, that's in theory. You know in the AFL, no one... <laughs> you know, contracts aren't worth well, the paper they're written on. They but, haven't um, been able to shake him out so far, yeah, so... exactly. <laughs> this is, He's this got is, a death grip on that This chair. is the same guy when he was asked if he wanted to be the CEO of the AFL, said, why the hell would I leave the job that I currently have. Mm. It's a better job. Mind you, I'd probably say that if I get offered the AFL CEO position. Uh, just <laughs> no, think, no, but just, I, I think, just yeah, think of all the sex scandals you could be front and centre <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, slash involved in personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, look, yeah, I think very simple. Yeah. As long as Eddie's there, then he's got the president's support. So, yeah, Bucks will still be there. Yeah, I'm... I agree. I think they went all in on Buckley last year. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they were getting rid of that was And I think that that the thing is, happen. you know, they get... The funny thing is, is that you actually get Tom Lynch in Collingwood oh, and they look a very different team. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Alrighty. On to the other expansion club. GWS. Is 2018 the year they finally break through? Break on through to the other side. Yes. Oh, it is the year that they break through oh, and get no. to the grand final, but don't win it. Oh, so they're the uh, the West Coast of '91 slash Fremantle of 2013. Then, fair enough. Well, yeah. I th- yeah, I mean, I gotta say, like the my biggest fear this season is the prospect of a Geelong GWS grand final, which would just be the no. absolute. And I think look, my my biggest question mark about GWS is Shane Mumford was a pretty important player for them, but not just in terms of his play, but just as kind of a he's a, a man playing with a, a bunch of boys, yeah, basically a, a spiritual icon, for lack of a better phrase. And <laughs> at least he can go without, spiritual leader. Without him, I'm not sure who leads the ruck. I don't think Rory lobs up to it. I don't think Dawson Simpson's any good. So doesn't leave them many other options there so that that's my my big my big mm. question mark over there but having said that we just now have a team that played Sean Grigg as his second ruckman as the uh, running premiers so yeah oh look it's a fair point you know I think the 
the modern game is designed in such a way that it's it, like you can you can very easily fake it till you make it in yeah. the rough division. Yeah, I think that that's right. As long as you've got decent midfield, you can. That's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Oh, and this is a semi nice segue. <laughs> North Melbourne. <laughs> Where's the cavalcade of failure? Yeah. We need? Well, uh, along those lines, <laughs> should North Melbourne be the favourites for the wooden spoon? Well, yeah. Why not? I mean, they're as bad as any other team going around. Um, I think my highlight was uh, of the off season was Brad Scott saying that Jared Wayne's best football is still ahead of him at age thirty four. I think that tells you where North's at. But uh, oh, there was an absolutely classic tweet, um, which was basically everybody stopped doing pre-season predictions. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like 17, a ladder, basically one through 17, which was along the lines of stop doing predictions and then 18, North <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I think if you look at the other cellar dwellers, yeah, from previous seasons, there's there's a lot more to like about their you know yeah, their potential I mean, for improvement this Brisbane, season. Gold yeah. Coast, Carlton. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think in fact it, it's again the opening round is going to be a really interesting fixture. We could be getting a wooden spoon playoff in round one with Gold Coast hosting North Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I like Brisbane. Definitely, I see you know winning a few more games in particular at home mm. this year. North, I mean, oh, they're, they're a bit of a basket case, really. I mean, how Brad Scott is still in a job is just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. They give away a whole bunch of their home games. They don't have an imposing record at Etihad or the MCG or uh, down in Tasmania. So, yeah, there's there's just... And as you say, like, it, it named the three best players in North Melbourne. Fuck. Other than... Um, Robbie Tarrant, like after that, Zeebel Brown, uh, yeah, Higgins, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not a, much. Yeah, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of the. I mean, Davis Uni Lake has huge raps, but I'm not. I'm not really big on any of their other kids that they've bought through. No. Um, oh, oh, mate, Mountford. M two in everyone's team last season. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, M ten. I should say M two on the bench. Yeah. God, you and can see he's been a long off-season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And your team didn't even win this time, so you got no excuses for being slightly hungover. Excuse me? Uh, it's the same way every year, mate. I'm too busy doing the FPL to be worried about AFL fantasy. We, you know, like, with the with all the passion and dedication and the, the huge part of my life a fantasy team takes up, I can't carry two of them at once. <laughs> I can't. I won't. All right, let's move on. We've already given... North Melbourne far more time than they wanted. Uh, in one word, my answer is yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're on the same page there. All right. Oh, Frio. Oh, geez, what this... A Frio or Smokey for the eight this year? Can we just say yes and move on? Like... <laughs> Not only that, you know, they could, they could conceptually be a Smokey for the top four. What? Oh, She's now five's going to have to win the Brownlow by ten points for that, that to happen. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> I mean, the, and I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Frio. Hey, uh, hey, I, I'm answering no, this right, question, right, not right, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to answer North Melbourne. <laughs> Come on. 
the thing about the, I think Frio strayed away from their identity and they seem to be finding their way back. I think if they could keep Sandwins on the park because he's really, really important for their development, if if they can find a pathway to goal, you could see them winning 12 to 14 games. Well, and that's going to get you in the eight. So, yes. I think there's there's two points for me. Number one is, again, the Perth Stadium factor, like yeah. how they go, particularly because... The, the big thing this season, and someone actually put this as their um, predicted headline for the season, dwindling crowds at Optus Stadium. I think there will be a number of games this year, particularly the one, the home game for the Gold Coast early in the season, where that, sta- yeah, where that stadium will be three quarters empty. Mm. Um, and I think that's, there's a big difference. I mean, even last year when they were... You know, at absolute rock bottom, they were still getting thirty thousand fans into a forty thousand seat stadium. Thirty thousand fans in a sixty thousand seat stadium looks and feels a lot different to that. But the other one for me is actually their most important player, and it's not Nat Fife, as strange as that is to say. It's Michael Walters. I think he is because he is their. I mean, he was their number one goal scorer last year, and he missed you know like a third of the season. Uh, with a knee injury, I think he has to probably kick 60 goals for them to make the finals. But well, the scary thing is, he, he could. Like, it could easily happen. The other guy is Harley. I'm going to go on the record right now and say Michael Walters won't kick 60 goals this year because I think he'll play more in the midfield. Mm. I think what you'll find is, is that Fife, Mundy and Walters will rotate mid-forward for most of the year. Sorry, I just heard the words Mundy and forward and, and flashed back to the game yeah. against the eventual Premier's yeah, last season. <laughs> if, if Harley Bennell decides to play football and not piss his career away, hmm. who knows what could happen. Which, and look, I'll, I'll, I'll actually go on the record and say he will play... You know, he'll play 20 games this season because I actually think his biggest problem is he gets bored during the off-season. Too much time, too much money on his hands and that's when temptation comes a knock I actually think once you... As long as he's... Like, he needs to get... These, I think his club suspension down to Peel ended last yep. week or so from memory. Yep. But as long as he's back in the system, back training with the Dockers and he's playing every week, I actually think that will be enough to... To keep him out of trouble. But so, gun to your head, yes or no? Do they the eight? <laughs> Just out. Alright. Just out. I think, I actually think that Fremantle will finish higher than the Eagles. There you go. So, probably both on the cusp. On the cusp, the eight yeah. Okay. Last year's runners up, the Adelaide Cows. Will Bryce Gibbs make all the difference this year? No, because they've got a good enough team around him. I mean, they lost Patrick Dangerfield and improved. So he may be a key player for them, but the the phrase, all the difference... All the difference is basically saying you think that they'll win the flag. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a funny one. Everyone, you probably forget about Adelaide when you're talking about, um, like, predictions and that for the season. Everyone probably wonders whether Richmond will back it up. They wonder whether GWS and Geelong will 
Warmaker, Adelaide's kind of the forgotten case. And when you look at their home and away record over the last two seasons, I mean, they were one utter shit stain of a game against the Eagles away from making two grand finals in a row, really. I think they beat the Eagles in that game, then they get two home finals and they make the grand final two years ago. Um, and they made the grand final last year. But, yeah, there's something I... There's a void, Jerry. There's a void. They, they don't have that spark about them. Uh, yeah, they're and I think, Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's probably why I don't think Bryce Gibbs will make a difference, uh, you know, be the difference, because I don't think they're that kind of team. Yeah, I mean, look, it's debatable whether he's their best midfielder. Oh, yeah. Him or Sloan. Him or Sloan. I think they'll miss Jake Weaver more than perhaps people realise too. Mm. I think that that's actually a rather substantial loss for them, the way that they played. They probably have guys that they can slot in there that will be okay, but probably won't give them as much intercept. Um, they also really miss Brody Smith, and he 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 basically won't play this year either. So, mm. or if he does, it'll be very late in the year, and he'd be very much underdone. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, they, they, they need a little bit more. He'll certainly help them, and their midfield is certainly better for having him, but I don't think it will be enough to... Mm. Uh... I think the other big question for them is, do they give Rory the captaincy? Like... Well, they've already given Tex the captaincy. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is that the right I'm decision? Surprised, I'm uh... surprised he's not their captain. Yeah, exactly. Dan Bredig, who I follow on Twitter, is definitely a big subscriber to the view that um, that Sloane should be the captain. Yep. Um, and yeah, look, I think the 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 story of how Lever was treated leaves a bit of a sour taste in the mouth after they didn't win the flag as well. Um, you know, in this day and age of free agency, I don't agree with it, but I think the way they treated him is and texts in particular, you know, from what I've heard, a rather abusive phone call, I think that's pretty poor. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a bit of a bad karma around There's a big, big difference with regards to culture, isn't it, is, is that, you know, when Gary Ablett left Juwan for the Gold Coast, all the players were like, yep, we do the same thing in the yeah. same situation, good luck. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Yeah, it's a, it's a complete different, almost opposite ends of the spectrum. And, mm. you know, Juwan went and won the flag that year. Yeah. Take that, Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Oh, here we go. Ah, oh, jeez. One of the ultimate who cares teams. Uh, <laughs> if St Kilda missed the eight this year, does this mean Alan Richardson needs to go? I think this was clearly written by the same guy who wrote the Collingwood question. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Fair question to ask, though. <laughs> you wrote it. You can't say that. Come on. Stop thumbing up your own tyres. <laughs> it's seriously a fair question to ask. Well, I think God, he's doubling he... down. Yeah, I am. I mean, how long has he been there now? Four or five years? They haven't got... Oh, it was since they sacked... Um, Scott Waters. Oh, yeah, Scotty um, I mean, not only have they not got there, they haven't really come close. Yeah, I mean, last year, everyone was tipping them as the... Yeah. As the, you know, the, the team that would come from outside and, the eight to, you know, to really threaten... No Ruwalt. No Montagna. 
Well done for pronouncing that name correctly. Um, Every commentator in the country. I know you won't need to call it anymore. But it's not fucking Montagna. <sighs> it's a soft G sound. <laughs> uh, there's some questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have some questions about... Some uh, the, yeah, the, I mean... I can see them very much in the uh, West Coast Fremantle yeah. um, sort of night. I, to I actually think that yeah, they get a they get a fall into the who cares zone of probably eight to thirteen. Mm, yeah. Um, well, you're not playing for draft picks, but you're not playing for a flag. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, but and, I mean, uh, uh, and well, I but we, let me. I mean, I'll pose a follow up question then: Is like, who do you bring in as coach? Like, who's the well, who's always, the leading candidate? I, mean, I, I guess the reason why I think that that's an interesting question is is that you hear absolutely no scuttlebutt about the, mm. about him or his position, and I think you summed it up when you said they're the who cares club. <laughs> yeah. Nobody talks about him. Yeah. You know, and so uh, part of that is he's got he's actually been able to skate a little bit. I think. Well, I mean, I think the decision to sack Waters, which was basically saying the last two years have been a write-off. I remember saying at the time, that was a big call. You're basically just saying we've flushed the last two years down the toilet. I think when he came in, he was, like, he brought something to that role with him then. You know, he was, he, he, he did make a difference. It went a lot better than I thought it would have. But now a few years more down the track that um, improvement and that growth seems to have very much stagnated. Well, that's the thing. They've stagnated. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing that I, I guess I'm getting at, is, is that I don't know if they're any better than they were five years ago or they're any better placed than they were five years ago. No. They could be one that slips a little bit this year, and I think, you know, if they do, is the blowtorch actually going to come out for them? Mm. But you like this one. This is your beloved team. Good. I'm glad I got them. <laughs> Can the veterans stay healthy, and if they do, will that be enough to get them back in the eight? Well, the veterans are gone, aren't they? <laughs> no. Well, it's, it's, more it's guys, veteran. It's veteran singular. It's more now, the guys really. who didn't play much last year. So uh, you think Rioli, Virtual? Yeah, I mean. We did, we did. We out for the first half. Yeah, of the year, we so. we did a podcast last year where I expressed my extreme uh, regret at not having realised just what an unbelievable player the Burger King is. Um, you know, there were a couple of games last year, particularly that that game against Sydney, where in the Indigenous round, where he just hauled us over the line single handedly, in much the same way that Sam Mitchell uh, used to be able to do. Um, I think. Yeah, you know, I I think Burgers and Roughhead are probably the, the the two guys you'd look at and say they'd have to have outstanding seasons for us to make the eight. I still think throwing all the money in the world and draft picks in the world at O'Meara was just a giant cock-up. I think there was a lot of hubris about that trade, thinking that, you know, we can, we've got the King Midas touch. Anyone we bring in can turn to gold. I think we paid well and truly overs for him um and it's they're sort of they're a bit a bit sort of in that same ninth to 12th you know i know we've given that answer for a few teams now but i think as i say i think round one is going to will tell you a lot i mean i learned a lot from watching us shit the bed against essendon in round one last season i think if we do the same thing against collingwood this this year in round one 
that will actually say a lot. On paper, we've still got a lot of Premiership players, but yeah, it's that it's it's the the Mitchell Burgoyne uh, duopoly in the midfield. Gibbo, you know, losing Gibbo in defence, that was, you know, having Josh Gibson to play on the opposition's best forward week in, week out was a huge, well, huge reason. More uh, Josh uh, Gibson to zone in front of. Well, best. yeah. No, but in the past it would have been Sean Makers playing on the best forward, so there's nowhere to go from there but up. Um, no, look, I, I don't think we'll make the eight this year, but it, it's a really, they're one of the great unknowns this season. Yeah. I think that... You know, if you look at the way we finished last year, we beat Sydney twice, we beat Adelaide in Adelaide, we beat the Doggies in the last round. There's a lot to like about us. At the same time, we got that living shit kicked out of us by Gold Coast and St Kilda. And so Carlton. and Carlton, my God, you <laughs> for a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, and we lost to Melbourne for the first time in in. I think 12 years or something obscene like that as well. So, no, look, I think I go into this season more just hoping, as always, that Ryan Schoenmakers rips a muscle off the bone in round one and we never see the likes of him again. And just also, you know, just hoping to get some more games into our young players. You know, the guys who I actually think need to show us something this year are probably blokes more like Sicily and Dure than than the veterans. I think the veterans are more of a known quantity. You have some nice kids coming through. Yeah. You actually have some good kids coming through, and I think, I think yes, as you said, we've said it a lot. They're, they're, they're probably one of seven or eight teams who are competing for those last two mm. spots. It's basically winning the right to get pants by ten goals in the first week of the mm. finals. <laughs> but, you, I mean, the, the thing that's an absolute known is you've got the best coach... This is true. Jeff, Jeff Kennett, please take note of that. Oh, and also, props to Jeff Kennett for smacking down the, uh, the uh, expansion, the overseas expansion during the week. That was a nice touch. Waste of time and money, I believe, was the exact phrase. Good call. All right. The Melburnians. Can Melbourne move from outside the top eight to inside the top four? which I believe up until like one or two years ago had happened every season since the top eight was introduced. A yeah. team had come from outside the eight to, well, to make the top four. They won the, pre- the team that did it last year won the premiership. Yeah. 